0: Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 3040. Today we're looking at the second of three Ahsoka stories in Tales of the Jedi. This one is practice makes perfect and it's also tough love in a way as well. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars Joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Practice Makes Perfect takes place in the early days of the Clone Wars. And I say that because Obi-Wan Kenobi appearing here has his mulletastic hairdo. And this is a full spoiler discussion of this episode, by the way. So, we see a bunch of jedi deciding that ahsoka is worth watching for the combat trial that she's going through she's got a bunch of seeker droids that are trying to shoot her and she's doing quite well defending herself and then they have these new seeker droids that are supposed to be like battle droids or mimic them somehow and she's able to defend herself quite well with those and we've got You know, Mace Windu and Plo Koon and Obi Wan and Yoda watching this and Anakin showing up to watch it, but Anakin is not impressed by this at all and says, Yeah, this test is lame and. I got a real test for you if you want, and Ahsoka, of course, at this time is like, yeah, okay, I want a real test, like, bring it on. And something I want to flag immediately is Ashley Eckstein, who is doing the voice of Ahsoka Tano, of course. The difference between her performance of Ahsoka in this episode versus in the episode that follows, called Resolve, where we have an older Ahsoka Tano, who's, I mean, it's not that much of a difference, right? It's three years, comparatively, at least when that episode starts, but, it jumps a little later in that episode. The point is, is that Ashley's vocal performance is just spectacular. She's able to recapture the young and inexperienced Ahsoka Tano voice, and you can hear the difference in the older and more experienced Ahsoka Tano voice. So I think this really also captured Ashley's range. Not that she hasn't been demonstrating it this whole time, but you know we're also used to an older Ahsoka to a more experienced Ahsoka you forget what she was like in those early days of the clone wars and Ashley has not forgotten she's still capturing it wonderfully so Anakin's idea of training is that clone troopers are even harder to deal with than battle droids and he's like yeah I know I'm being tough on you but the only way I can protect you for sure is to teach you how to protect yourself so basically he's got half a dozen clone troopers firing stun blasts at her and she has to use her lightsaber to defend herself for as long as she can before she gets stunned and it happens over and over and over and over and over again now my youngest son just started playing football this year and he hasn't done that and i've been more than a little nervous about it. And <laughs> the talk about like head injuries and whatnot. And so I'm watching this and seeing Ahsoka crash to the floor over and over again. And I'm thinking, my gosh, her head, she keeps slamming her head on the ground. Like I wish there was some padding here. I know Anakin probably would have said, there's not going to be padding in the real world. But like still, this is just, oh gosh, that part <laughs> was really getting to me. Now here's the funny thing about this. I think there's a point where there's a time jump in this episode, and they're not necessarily especially clear about it, but the reason why I think that's the case is because for the earlier situations that Ahsoka is defending herself against the Clone Troopers, she only has one lightsaber. Later on, she's fighting with two lightsabers, and that actually doesn't happen in the Clone Wars until season three. And whether it's a factor of the practice that she keeps having to go through, or the double lightsabers, or both, once she gets that second lightsaber, she is definitely better able to defend herself when we see her lasting for quite a while longer. Rex says, oh yeah, it took us five minutes for us to finally knock you down at one point, which is pretty remarkable, and it's also shades of the finale of the cl- of revenge of the sith not the finale really like the order 66 part that's kind of in the middle <laughs> so just in thinking about the idea of clone troopers mercilessly shooting at her that's exactly what we see when order 66 gets implemented and so it does give you that weird echo of like, oh my gosh, Anakin was training Ahsoka to be able to defend herself from what was gonna happen with Order 66, even though he himself was gonna be a part of the evil side of that equation. So the irony of that is just striking. And then, You know, I know I said this is a full spoiler episode, but I don't want to spoil the ending for (laughs) you, but I will say that it also gave me chills in a spectacular way. And there's another time jump involved. That's as much as I really want to say about that. And what's also wonderful about this is that it gets the band back together, right? So yeah, we haven't had the main core Clone Wars cast together since, okay, it hasn't been that long, right? Since season seven of the Clone Wars, okay. But Matt Lanter, he has said that he never really puts Anakin down, and he gave an interview a couple of years ago where he said, yeah, he's working on some Anakin stuff. This would seem to have been it. And we also had James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan and Dee Bradley Baker doing Captain Rex and other clone troopers in addition to Ashley. I mean, even hearing Jesse name-checked, and Jesse showed up in Season 7 of The Clone Wars, and he was tortured by Maul during that Siege of Mandalore arc. So, yeah, there's little moments like that where you're like oh wow and speaking of little moments like that they're not named in the episode they have no dialogue and even the audio description just says a jedi and her padawan but debba Balaba and caleb doom aka kanan jarrus are in the beginning of this episode, watching Ahsoka practice her form against the Seekers and then the battle droid simulating Seekers, right? Aside from Yoda and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu and Plo Koon and Anakin eventually, like, yes, Depa Balaba and Caleb Doom slash Kanan Jarrus were in the room as well. And so that was a fun little Easter egg to see. So this one definitely a little more grounded compared to the life and death episode that we talked about yesterday. Perfectly fine. To two different stories, two different (laughs) ways of telling the story for all intents and purposes. So I did like this one a lot and I'd love to hear what you thought about it. So please let me know if you're catching this on YouTube, drop a comment there. And if you're catching this somewhere else on audio, then either the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com or on Twitter, SW7X7 Podcast. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force